Judges, the 20th chapter, the book of Judges, the 20th chapter, and we will begin reading at the first verse. We're going to be reading one of the very troubling passages of Scripture in the Word of the Lord, but there is a profound truth that God wants us to understand. Judges chapter 20, verse 1. Then all the children of Israel went out, and the congregation was gathered together as one man. Everybody say, together as one man. From Dan even to Beersheba, with the land of Gilead unto the Lord in Mizpah, the chief of all the people, even of all the tribes of Israel, presented themselves in the assembly of the people of God, 400,000 footmen that drew sword. Now the children of Benjamin heard that the children of Israel were gone up to Mizpah. Then said the children of Israel, tell us, how was this wickedness? And the Levite, the husband of the woman that was slain, answered and said, I came into Gibeah that belongeth to Benjamin, and I and my concubine to lodge. And the men of Gibeah rose against me, and beset the house round about upon me, by night, thought to have slain me, my concubine, and they forced, she is dead. I took my concubine, cut her in pieces, and sent her throughout all the country of the inheritance of Israel, for they have committed lewdness and folly in Israel. Behold, you are the children of Israel. Give here your advice and your counsel. And all the people arose as one man, everybody say as one man saying, We will not any of us go to his tent, neither will we any of us turn into his house. But now this shall be the thing which we will do to Gibeah. We will go up by lot against it. We will take ten men of a hundred throughout all the tribes of Israel, and a hundred of a thousand, and a thousand out of ten thousand, to fetch victual for the people, that they may do when they come to Gibeah of Benjamin, according to all the folly that they have wrought in Israel." So all the men of Israel were gathered against the city, knit together as one man. And I'd like to preach to you tonight on the subject, knit together as one man. Knit together as one man. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer tonight? Lord, I thank you for the gathering of your people I thank you for the blessing of the Lord that is in this house. Lord, we are nothing without you. Without you, we can do nothing. You are the head of your body, and we honor you, and we humble ourselves before you. I pray, O oh God, that your word would have preeminence in all that we say and in all that we do. I pray, O oh God, that your word would be magnified even above your name. We may exalt your name, O God, and we magnify you, Lord, and exalt your name together. In the name of Jesus, I pray for a special anointing upon the preacher and upon the congregation that your word would not return void, but that it would change us and challenge us and stir us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is a very, uh, it's a very challenging story in the scriptures. 
Of course, we have read the text, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's so challenging to even think about, let alone preach about. Uh, but imagine, imagine waking up to a, a package that has your name on it. Each tribe of Israel received a package containing a part of a dismembered body of a woman. And um, she, of course, was uh, slain, the scripture says, in Gibeah by men of Benjamin. Her husband, uh, of course, after she was slain, as we read in our text, dismembered the body and sent out a part of that body to each tribe of Israel. So the tribes of Israel are going along their merry way and life is well as they think it could be. And the next thing they know, they are rudely awakened to a very awful, awful scene. And they see in this package, however it was packaged, one part of a body that had been scattered all over the nation of Israel. It was seemed to be this, the messaging of this husband and his deep grief in losing his wife to such terrible violence. And instead of merely burying her, he felt like something had to be done about the violence that was taking place in Israel. Nobody was taking it seriously. This took place during a season in Israel's history where the Bible says there was no king in Israel. There was no leadership. People, when there was no king in Israel, they did that which was right in their own eyes. And so most of the tribes would, would go about their way, and some tribes were maybe more spiritual than others. Some were more tuned into God, to the things of God, to their heritage, the promises of Abraham and what have you. But, but there were some tribes that, that veered so far off the path. The tribe of Benjamin, for instance, in Judges chapter 19 and 20, had just become a tribe where there was no regard for the things of God. People did that which was right in their own eyes. They had no conscience. They had become lewd. They had become evil. And so this woman was slain. And, and the man in his grief decided he needed to send the information out. He wanted people to know what was going on in Israel. And so he did. He, he made sure that all of the tribes of Israel awakened to the fact that a brutal murder had taken place. So they see this particular packaging that they received, and the Bible says that it, it, it did something to them. They, they gathered together as one man. These tribes of Israel came together. Now they were happy to be in their separated parts of Israel. But when they realized there was a need, they gathered together as one man. 
when they realized that there were problems, when they realized that there was injustice, when they realized that there was violence, when they realized that this was, this was a violence that, that, that couldn't be comprehended. And so they, they came together as one man. And the Bible says that they, they met and here was this man of the tribe of Levi. And they met with him and said, what, what kind of wickedness are we even talking about? Tell us how was this wickedness that we would, each of us, wake up to a, a different part of a body that, that, that contains, that, that, that is all leading back to one particular person. What, what? What are we looking at? And the man began to give the horrifying account of how his wife lost her life and how that there was no justice and that there was no recourse and nobody understood the travesty and nobody understood how, how it, unfair that it was and that he said it is important that people know and the only way to know is to give them, give them the, the, the detail of the, of the gruesome way in which she died. And it, it, it got through. Israel got the message. There was lewdness. There was folly in Israel. There was sin in the camp, if you please. And so the Bible says that they arose as one man. They gathered as one man. And from that gathering, they arose as one man. And they said, we will go forth unto Benjamin. We will approach the tribe of Benjamin and we will demand that these lewd fellows who committed this atrocious deed come out and be dealt with. and That justice be served upon them. And the Bible says that they came to that city and they were knit together as one man. I want you to know that it is God's will for his people to be knit together as one man. God forbid that it take a tragedy for his church to be knit together as one man. What is it about our human nature that we are so willing to go our separate ways and do our separate things and serve our personal agendas to the point that we ignore the call of God to his whole church, to his whole body, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Unity is, is, is not about you and I merely deciding to agree with one another. Unity is all of us being baptized into Jesus Christ and losing ourselves in that process. Hallelujah. Letting an old man die along with his ambitions, along with his agendas, along with his, his perspective. And letting a new man rise to walk in newness of life. Not new men, a new man. That is the will of God. God's will is that we be baptized into him. That we become the body, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ. He wants us to become the body. Many members, yes, but one body. We are not uh, serving separate agendas. We have one purpose. And that is the preaching of the gospel to every creature. The preaching of the gospel in the highways and in the byways. 
compelling people to come. Hallelujah. When we serve our personal agendas, we frustrate the purpose of God. When we serve our personal ambitions, we frustrate the thing that God would most like to do. And you've heard me say it before, but I, I don't like the word aspiration. I like the word inspiration. There's a difference between aspiration and inspiration. Now, we glorify the word aspiration. We talk about how important it is to aspire to a thing. That we should all aspire to greatness. How many ever heard aspire to greatness? Do you aspire to anything? That word aspire, etymologically broken down, simply means without spirit. Aspire, without spirit. It is a humanistic concept. What do you aspire to really means what are you going to accomplish? You as an individual, you body and soul and spirit, you by yourself, you without the aid of the Holy Ghost, you without direction of the purpose of God in your life. What are you going to accomplish? That's aspiration. Inspiration is different. We are not to be aspiring. We are to be inspired and we are to be inspiring. Inspiration has to do with being filled with the Spirit of the Lord. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's not about what we achieve on a personal level. It's not about what we achieve as individuals. It's about what we achieve as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. This ear is useless on its own. These eyes are useless on their own. These hands are useless on their own. These feet are useless on their own. But together they are able to put a body in motion and cause things to get accomplished and cause things to be grasped and things to be done and, and it happens because the body is directed by this central system of a brain at work sending signals throughout the body and the same brain that is telling my hand to move is causing my feet to walk backward as I'm doing it. My mouth, my tongue, my eyes are, are blinking, my ears are hearing this whole body is directed by this central system of a brain that's why Christ is the head of the body and the body receives signals from Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ directs the whole body and the whole body works in conjunction with one another that's why an athlete many times you'll hear an athlete said of them that they have good hand-eye coordination. Well, you know what's doing the coordinating? The brain is doing the coordinating. Now, I thank God for the good hand-eye coordination of the body of Christ. But we should never get into the business of thinking that the hand is doing the work or that the eye is doing the work or that the hand-eye are doing the work together. We need to give glory where glory belongs and understand that it is Christ who is the head of this body. And anything we do and anything we accomplish and any good thing that comes from us, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Thank you, Jesus. It is God's desire that we be knit together. 
that we be combined together. Woe be to that thing that divides us. Woe be to that spirit that divides us. Woe be to that mindset that divides us. God's desire is that we be knit together as the body of Christ, bone to his bone. Can these bones live? Then prophesy to these bones. And when the word of prophecy comes upon the bones, regardless of how dry they are, regardless of how long they've laid in the valley of dry bones, when the word of prophecy comes upon those old bones, the bones will start moving. Hallelujah to where they need to be. Bone to his bone. Joint to his joint. Hallelujah. And the whole body will rise up as an army. Can these bones live? Thou knowest, Lord. Then prophesy to the bones, then prophesy to the wind. And when the wind of God began to breathe upon those old bones in the valley of dry bones in the book of Ezekiel, that wind filled those lungs, those bodies, with new life and new breath and new wind. And they began to live again. This is God's desire. This is God's desire. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that he gave some apostles and that he gave some prophets and that he gave some evangelists and that he gave some pastors and that he gave some teachers. All are necessary to the growth of the body. All are necessary for the good of the body. Apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists. They're all so important to the functioning of the body of Jesus Christ. And, and as they work in tandem and as they work in operation, the scripture says in verse 12 of Ephesians 4 that it is for the perfecting of the saints of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you why saints struggle. One of the reasons why saints struggle is because the five-fold ministry is not in operation as it needs to be. But when the five-fold ministry really operates in the fullness of its strength, pastors and prophets and apostles and teachers and evangelists, it is an unstoppable force. It is the church of the living God. It is the body of Jesus Christ. Don't let the devil divide what God brings together. Don't let the devil put a wedge in between what God brings together because it's for the perfecting of the saints of God. Hallelujah. I'm gonna, yeah, I know saints. I know saints. We're all saints. And we're all, and we all struggle sometimes. And we all get bad attitudes sometimes. And we all get irritable sometimes. And I'm going to tell you, I know you think coffee is the thing going to keep you from having a bad attitude, but you need Jesus more than you need coffee. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, it's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. They're not Folgers in your cup or Starbucks. You hear what I'm telling you? It's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. You let the joy of God bathe you afresh every single morning, and you'll treat your brother with respect. You let the joy of God bathe you afresh every day. Hallelujah. And you'll treat your sister with kindness and with love and with compassion. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And those words will lose their barb. And those words will lose their jaggedness. And those remarks will lose their snideness. And those, those words will lose their cutting ways. And you'll begin to, the Bible says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. I know we're not perfect and we have bad days, but the Bible gave some apostles and some prophets and pastors 
pastors and evangelists and teachers for the perfecting of the saints of God. I know we have bad days, but God gave us the ministry to help us and to strengthen us. Hallelujah. For the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. I'm going to tell you something. The ministry is work. I wish, I wish I had better news for you. But it's work. I mean, I wish I could write a book that could put you underneath a palm tree. That could, that could give you a nice, a nice little Starbucks. Ice something or other. While you're sitting underneath that beautiful palm tree and the balmy breezes are blowing and you're just thinking these great thoughts and the work of the ministry is getting accomplished because of these brilliant thoughts you're having. I wish I had the right formula that could make that happen. And one day in paradise, we will be there. One day in paradise, we're going to walk down the streets of gold in a city where we'll never grow old by the tree of life and the river of water, the crystal river of life. And it'll be beautiful and it'll be grand. But until we get there, it's work. I know you got to take time and I know you got to resort thither like Jesus and I know you've got to refresh yourself but but you understand it's work ministry is work the work of the ministry it's real and God gave us the five-fold ministry to continue to move the body in the direction of the work of the ministry the work of the ministry helping people it'll never stop it will never stop as long as there are people on this planet that God is trying to save the work of the ministry will never stop and there will be sleeplessness and there will be challenging times and there will be all night prayer meetings and there will be laying awake at night trying to get a hold of the peace of God and you will be awakened at 3, 4, 5 in the morning and, and, and called by God to a place of prayer for somebody's soul. It's going to happen and there will be long hours and I thank God for the saints of, of, of Tree of Life Church that are so committed to what God is doing in their life and in this, this body, in this congregation I thank God for you keep on working be ye steadfast therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work always abounding in the work always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord <laughs> hallelujah Sister Vesta Mangan said we ought to show up in heaven dog tired. Don't you show up in heaven with your lay on. Singing Melika Liki Maka. No, no, we're walking. We're going to limp into glory. Lord, I did everything I could. I laid it all out on the field. I laid it out on the field. I stayed awake praying. I wept tears. I prayed with people in the name of Jesus. I did everything I could. Everything within my power. It's the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. It's the work of the ministry. Welcome to the workforce of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't do it separately. We do it together. We do it together. We do it in tandem. God uses us in different ways. 
We have different talents. We have different gifts. Thank the Lord. Different ones are able to do things in a unique way. God made us like puzzle pieces. We, none of us are the big picture. None of us are the big picture. We're like puzzle pieces. That's why we're oddly shaped physically and emotionally. Spiritually and mentally. We're oddly configured. You take one of us by yourself, by ourselves, and, and we're, just, we're just a little odd. Every one of us, we've got little quirks. They, we got little just, there's not one of us. You stick around for a little while and you're going to see, oh, there it is. Uh, and there it is. I see it now. You know what that is? That there's a little indention in the puzzle piece. And, and it's, 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 it's not just a square. It's not just a circle. It's not just a rectangle. It's, it's these little indentions that curve in and curve out. Those curvatures in you emotionally and mentally, those curvatures are, are there so that somebody else can fill the void that you don't have all figured out. And it gives you the ability to connect with one another and be knit together. And if you'll be knit with them and they'll be knit with you and you'll be knit with them and they'll be knit with you and you'll be knit with them and they'll be knit, we'll all be knit together. If we all get knit together, then we really can see the big picture. And if there's parts of the picture that are missing, go find the missing piece. It's got to be here somewhere. Go look for the lost coin. Go look for the lost lamb because there's a piece that's missing. And if you put that piece in the puzzle, the big picture shows up. Don't think you're a better piece than the piece next to you. Don't think that you're a better piece just because your piece happens to be the piece that shows the beautiful sunshine. And their piece shows the, you know, the dumb little rock down by the, there's a, there's a whole big gray area and they're part of the gray area. Don't you love those parts of a puzzle? You can't, you can't even find them because they all look alike. And you're like, man, I thought that was it. But no, that's the brook. That's the, no, that's, that's this. There, no, no, that's not it. But you start where if you work long enough, if you care enough, if you be diligent, hallelujah, faithful and steadfast, the pieces will all start coming together. Don't get frustrated and don't give up. Don't quit. If you need to get some rest, go get some rest and start again tomorrow. But put that puzzle together, baby, because we need a big picture. We need the world to see the big picture of Jesus. I appreciate it so much. What Sister Anna said this morning about being a crayon in the hand of God and God using our life, hallelujah, to illustrate his big picture. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, you are living epistles, read, known of all men. That's what you are. Hey, listen, listen. He didn't say you are living General Pauline epistles. In other words... You're an epistle whether you like it or not. You're a letter being read whether you like it or not. We hope you're a Pauline epistle. But, but, but God forbid you be some other kind of a letter. Some other kind of a message. Some other kind. Listen, show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
is God's will that we be knit together as one man. He said for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Thank God for the body of Christ. These bodies are breaking down. These bodies are breaking down. But, 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 but his body will never break down. His body died once and is alive forevermore. So I ask you, are you baptized into the body? Are you in the Savior's bride? Hallelujah. You've got to be baptized into the body of Jesus Christ. The other night, we saw a group of people who, who were uh, unable to hear. And uh, they were hearing impaired. And, and they was, there was a great gathering and they and they were they were communicating with one another through sign language and and as they were communicating it it just tugged at your heart because uh you saw that they had this severe impairment and yet there was so much happiness as they communicated with one another and and I couldn't help but revisit that day that I had had and wondered what was it again that I was complaining about? What was it again that ruined my day? I'm trying to recall exactly what that was because I'm looking at people who have, who, who, who sit in silence and they have happiness to be able to communicate with those that, that can communicate with them through the language of signing. And, and then I saw a gentleman who was both visually impaired and hearing impaired. And I wept as he, as he held the hand of the person next to him and, and was, was feeling the, the way that they were, they were uh, uh, performing their sign language. He was feeling it. And because he was feeling it, he could, he, he could tell what they were communicating to him. And then he would sign back. And then he would feel them sign to him. And he would sign back. And back and forth the conversation went. And he laughed. And he was enjoying the conversation. And I thought, this gentleman lives in darkness. This gentleman lives lives in silence and he's happy about the communion he's able to share with these individuals that are sitting in his company and ladies and gentlemen God forbid we should ever complain another day in our life are you blessed of the Lord today if you're blessed of the Lord you ought to praise him right now If you're blessed of the Lord, you ought to praise Him right now. You ought to give Him praise right now. You ought not complain about one more thing in the name of Jesus. That's why the Bible says do all things without murmuring and disputing. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. What a gift it is to be in the body of Christ. What a gift it is to be in fellowship with the believers. What a gift it is to be able to labor together for the glory of God. What a gift it is to be able to see souls saved. What a gift it is to be able to see the joy of the Lord fall fresh upon somebody's spirit. What a gift it is grandfather pastored Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis, Indiana for many years and he preached constantly and Sunday was a difficult day. He would 
preach Sunday school, teach Sunday school, then preach the evangelistic service. And then he would, before Sunday school started, he would preach a radio broadcast in the morning and then, then Sunday school and then evangelistic service. And then in the afternoon he'd preach at the Indiana State Prison uh, service. And then Sunday night, you remember Brother Enos, he'd go preach the evangelistic service on Sunday night. And then after that he'd preach harvest time. It was about six messages in one day, every Sunday. And he got to the point, he said, I started dreading Sunday. He said, I dreaded it. It was, it was such a hardship to even consider that I would be going back into the teeth of that, that vortex of preaching. And it was <laughs> six sermons every Sunday. And it was, he was pouring himself out. And as he turned the corner onto Fletcher Avenue, coming to 902 Fletcher Avenue, he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, rejoice that you can serve me. Rejoice that you have an opportunity to labor for me. He said, I never complained about it again for the rest of my life. But every opportunity I had to be able to deliver the word of life, I rejoiced. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you know, you know why we, you know why we complain about the temporal? Because we have failed to understand the eternal. That's why we complain about the temporal. If we truly understood the eternal, we would not complain at all about the temporal. And we would certainly not get our motives wrong. And we would certainly not get our eyes on the wrong things. And we would certainly not get distracted by the shiny things of this world. They're all going to pass away. And when you understand the eternal, you understand that the temporal is nothing to set your hope on. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Put your shoulder to the plow and labor for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God wants us to be of one heart. When you're of one man, you're of one heart. Not multiple hearts. Our hearts are not divided. Multiple, multiple affections. No, sir, no, ma'am. We have one desire to see him lifted up, to see him exalted, to see people saved, to see him filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to see them living an overcoming life. I'm going to tell you something. Every little victory that a child of God experiences, every one of us ought to rejoice over. Don't you get all, don't you get all stunted because they're not making the progress you'd like to see them make. You rejoice over every progress they make, over every milestone because it's just one more example of the fact that the enemy's plan for their life is failing. Hallelujah. And the plan that God has for their life is beginning to, to blossom. Hallelujah. And flourish. Rejoice. 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 It's working. It's happening. Folks, people are getting the Holy Ghost. People are getting baptized. People are being healed. People are being delivered. People are being set free. Their minds are being healed. And their relationships are being restored. This is the Holy Ghost. God is being exalted. I said God is being exalted. The body of Christ. Christ is bearing much fruit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is God's desire that we be knit together as one man. When we're one man, then we have one mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I love you. 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 And I say that with the sincerity of my heart. And I'm going to tell you why I love him. I love him because he first loved me. That's why I love him. I'm not even good enough to love him. I'm not even holy enough to love him. I'm I'm, I'm not even smart enough to love him. I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he so thoroughly and so diligently bestowed his love upon me that I am left with total understanding that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He made himself of no reputation. Let that mind be in you. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Hallelujah. Let that mind be in you. He said, turn the other cheek. He said, when somebody asks for your coat, give him your cloak also. Let that mind be in you. He said, blessed are the peacemakers and blessed are the merciful and blessed are the meek. Let that mind be in you. He said, we're a city on a hill that cannot be hid. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Let that mind be in you he said don't lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moth and rust can corrupt and thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot corrupt where thieves do not break through and steal let that mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus he took upon him not the form of a king even though he is our king he took upon him not the form of a governor even though he is our governor he took upon himself the form not the form of a magistrate not the form of the high and the mighty even though he's the most high and he's the almighty but he took upon himself the form of a servant let that mind be in you now that makes me want to shout hallelujah hallelujah Sister Nona Freeman came to Ethiopia where God was pouring out the Holy Ghost in dramatic ways. Tens of thousands of people were receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Bishop Buller, you were there. You traveled there and ministered in Ethiopia. You saw tens of thousands receive the Holy Ghost. Hundreds of thousands. Yea, nearly a million people gathered. To hear the gospel. They they didn't have transportation. They walked for days and weeks. They walked to hear the gospel. To feel the Holy Ghost. And God poured out the Holy Ghost in divine outpouring. And, And Sister Freeman stepped off the plane to minister in Ethiopia. And as she did, she said, Whoa, what am I feeling? said, I feel something in the air. I've never felt it before. And the Lord spoke to her and said, what you're feeling is absolute unity. But we, we, we have so much that, that, that tries to rob us of our unity. 
You know why the enemy likes to rob us of our unity? Because he knows what would happen. There the Lord commanded the blessing. I'll never forget driving down the road listening to Paul Harvey. And Paul Harvey said, farmers in Ethiopia have experienced a strange occurrence. He said, there's been a great drought, of course, and there, there's no food, no crops. But these farmers prayed, and he said, fish fell from heaven. Paul Harvey. I wanted to call in and say, Brother Harvey, you want to know the rest of the story? I know who, I know where those farmers come from. I called Brother Kleindest. I said, I want to confirm. I was with him at a camp meeting shortly thereafter. I said, I want to confirm with you. He said, absolutely. I know who the farmers are. They're apostolic farmers. They've been praying and fasting and seeking God. They didn't have food for their families. So they called upon God and God answers prayer. He poured fish from the head. You want a Bible kind of miracle, then you got to have Bible kind of unity. You want a Bible kind of miracle, then you got to have Bible kind of prayer. You want a Bible kind of miracle, then you got to have Bible kind of humility and Bible kind of fasting and Bible kind of worship and Bible kind of love for your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants us to be knit together as one man. So he says, come into one accord. Come into one place. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they weren't divided. They weren't in competition. But they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I'm going to tell you what America needs. I'm going to tell you what the world needs. We need a sound from heaven. And the only way we can get a sound from heaven is if the body of Christ will be with one accord. In one place. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, O oh God, my God, my Savior, my King. Glory to your holy name, O oh God, my God, my Savior and King. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are worthy of all adoration and honor. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No other name be exalted but your name be exalted. Hallelujah. 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 So the Bible said... This awful tragedy occurred. Israel's without a king. This terrible, terrible wickedness occurred in Israel. God will surely judge it. But they're without a king. They're all doing what's right in their own sight. But boy, something started stirring. They gathered together as one man. You want to be knit together as one man? It starts by gathering together as one man. That's why we're in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We had such a beautiful uh, gathering of people this morning. A beautiful gathering of people this morning. 
431 people were just stuffed into. Hallelujah. I don't know how we got them in here, but we did. Thanks be unto God. You know why that's happening? Because, because we're in one accord. And we're in one mind. And we've got one heart. And I'm going to tell you something. We're about to have one place. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I declare it in the name of Jesus. But thank God. Come on in. Keep coming in. Come on. Squeeze on in. There's plenty of room. Jump in the water. The water's fine. Just come on in. There's room against the wall. Everybody, come on in. Grab a seat. Let's magnify God. Don't stop gathering together as one man. Don't stop gathering together to hear the word. Don't stop gathering together to worship. Don't stop gathering together to pray. Don't stop gathering together to lift high the name of Jesus. If we want to be knit together, we've got to gather together. In Judges 20 and verse 1, they gathered together as one man. Hallelujah. When they gathered together as one man, it wasn't long till they arose as one man. That's how it goes. You start gathering together and before long... You're going to arise as one man. And as they arose and continued to arise as one man, arise as one man, they slowly began to be knit together. Tribes that were scattered across Israel had their own, had their own territory, had their own job, had their own stuff, had their own belongings, had their own, everybody had their own deal. But the more they gathered together, and the more they arose together, they soon became knit together. And that thing that was going on in Benjamin, ladies and gentlemen, was a terrible thing. Gibeah was full of lewdness and wickedness and evil. They didn't know what to do about it. But they were knit together as one man. Our world today has got so much lewdness and wickedness and evil and there's not a person in this room that can stand up to a chalkboard and say, well, if we do this and we do that, and if we'll go up this way, then we'll be able to take care of that. No, 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 no. No, we don't know what to do. But I tell you what, we do know what to do. We know to gather together and arise together. And soon enough, we'll be knit together. And if we'll be knit together as one man, then we can, we can join our forces and we can go up to that Gibeah that's full of lewdness and wickedness and ungodliness and uncleanness and, and and evil hallelujah and the sin is rampant in our world but the church of the living God listen where sin did abound grace grace does much more abound don't you be afraid don't you think that this is the worst day that ever existed this is our time this is our day this is the day for the church to rise up and be the church this is the day for the church to gather together arise together and be knit together Together. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And so they were, they were knit together as one man against Benjamin. The Bible says that they inquired of the Lord and said, Lord, how should we do this? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Ooh, send up Judah. That's praise. Praise. So we knit together as one man. Put your arm in somebody else's arm. 
Put your hand in somebody else's hand. Put your arm around their shoulder. Come on, link up in the Holy Ghost. Be in prayer for one another. Worship God together. Weep when somebody weeps. Rejoice when somebody rejoices. When somebody's up against a struggle, work with them. Pray with them. Help them. Strengthen them. Be knit together as one man. And then we go forward to do what God called us to do. And I'll tell you how we're going to do it. We're going to send up Judah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the Lord. He is great and greatly to be praised. He is high above all things. There is none like unto the Lord our God. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for your loving kindness. Thank you, God, for your tender mercies. Thank you, God, for the truth that endures through all generations. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody ought to lift their voice and give God praise right now. Yes, Lord, you're worthy, Lord, you're worthy, Lord, you're worthy, Lord. You're righteous, oh God, of my salvation. Yes. Woo. Come on, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. coming to a close but I want you to hear me they go up to Benjamin they send up Judah they do everything God says to do and you know what Benjamin came running out they said they said send those wicked men out who did this terrible deed Benjamin said not on your life Benjamin came running out with 26,000 men they were all left-handed they all had they all were skilled with the sword they were warriors they were mean they were full of the devil this is their tribe of Israel, but they gotten so they become so much like the world, they're just mean. And they come running out. We're not, we're not, we're not giving you anything. And Israel, the rest of the tribes of Israel are taken aback. They've done everything God said. They praised him, they worshiped him. Benjamin comes out and just whoops them. They, you know what they did? Israel, they all let me tell you what they didn't do. They didn't all backslide. They didn't all throw in the towel. You know what they did? They went back up to God. They said, okay, God, we did that. And turns out Benjamin's pretty strong. What do we do now? Should we go back up? And the Lord said, go back up. They go back up. Benjamin whoops them again. 
Let me tell you what Israel didn't do. Israel didn't get all down in the mouth. They didn't get all negative. They didn't go lick their wounds and say, well, I guess it's not meant for us to have, to have God give us the victory. No, sir. No, man. That's not what they did, and that's not what you should do. It doesn't matter how many times you've tried and done everything God told you to do and it's still not working. And you think, and, and the devil's telling you, oh, it's not, it's, not, it's not God's will and you're not supposed to have victory and you're not supposed to have joy and God's not listening to you and, and he's pulling you down, pulling you down. You need to be like Israel. You know what they did? They went back to God. And they offered burnt offerings and they offered peace offerings. You know what they were doing when they were offering burnt offerings and peace offerings and fasting? They were saying, God, cleanse me and cleanse us. And if there's anything in us that's preventing us from receiving of you, wipe it out. Get it out of my spirit. Get it out of my mind. Get it out of my soul. And who among us should not pray that prayer? Every single one of us should be praying that prayer. It doesn't matter from the pulpit to the pew. Every single one of us need to say, okay, God, what is it in me? Because I need you to clean it out. I need you to remove it from my spirit. And on the third day, hallelujah, I love it. Because there's a lot of good things that happen on the third day. On the third day, God said, go back up. For I will deliver them into your hand. Why don't you stand with me right now. Put your arm around the shoulder of somebody near you. Knit together, knit together, knit together. Knit together. Come on, knit together in the name of Jesus. This is my brother. This is my sister. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We're knit together. I don't know what you're up against, but there's not one thing you guys are going to face that you're going to face alone. We're the body of Christ. And we're going to face it together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to send up Judah now. I want you to praise God for the victory. He's going to bring every enemy under your feet. He's going to subdue every stronghold before you. He's going to go before you and fight your battles. Because we're gathered together. We arose together. Hallelujah. We're knit together as one man. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I need a praising, a praising anointing to get on somebody right now. It needs to pour out of your soul. Praise unto God. Praise unto God. Praise Him for His healing power. Praise Him for His excellent greatness. Praise Him because He's holy. Praise Him because He's worthy. Yes, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let an anointing of praise come on you right now. An anointing of praise come on you right now. I need some Davidic praisers to praise him in the dance right now. Let that anointing of praise come on you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I've come to lift up your name. Lord, I've come to thank you for my deliverance. Lord, I've come to thank you for the victory in my life, in my home, in my marriage, in my ministry.
Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Send up Judah. Send up Judah. You want to know what to do first? Praise him first. Praise him first. Praise him first. Praise him first. Yes, hallelujah. That's it, Sister Nixon. Walk about Zion. Walk about Zion. Tell of her tower. Tell of her bulwarks. Oh, beautiful for situation is Mount Zion. The city of the great king. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. Praise him. That's it. Praise him. Praise him. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Walk about Zion and praise him. Come on, I need everybody that's in a battle. I need you to praise God right now. For the Lord hath given you the city. I said, for the Lord hath given you the city. Come on, shout before the walls come down. Shout before the walls come down. Come on, you've got a praise inside of you. You need to let it out right now. You've got a praise percolating. You need to let it out right now. You need to let it out right now. You need to let it out right now. Don't let anything hold you back. Open up your mouth. Come on, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. He is the God of your salvation. He is the rock of your refuge. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. 
drunk in it. Get drunk in it. Get lost in it. That's it. Get lost in it. Get carried away in the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost take you into the presence of the Lord where there is fullness of joy. Where there is fullness of joy. That's it, that's it, that's it. There's a breakthrough happening. There's a breakthrough happening. There's a breakthrough happening. Come on, press on through. Press on through. Press on through. That joy, that joy, that joy is awaiting you. Just press on through right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. There's great victory for you. There's great victory for you. Come on, that's it. Praise him. Praise him as one body. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody, somebody's about to give God a burnt offering of repentance. Come on, let it happen right now. 
God's calling somebody to lay something aside right now. Don't you wait another day. Lay it aside right now. Lay it aside right now. Say, God, I feel you compelling me to lay it down. Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God.
must trust this as I speak unto you. My child that stands before you, understand certain things that I have given unto him. He is worthy.
I felt the Lord speak to me. <laughs> he said to you, He said, Do you see the unity of my people? I said, Yes, Lord. He said, Praise me for it. <laughs> oh, praise our God. Oh, praise. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise your name, oh God. Oh, praise your name, oh God. Oh, praise your name, oh, praise your name, oh, praise your name, praise your Oh, praise your name, praise your name, praise your name, oh God. Oh, praise your name, oh God. Ah, ha, ha. 